Welcome to this episode of the Business of Practice podcast, where we focus on the financial and human sides of equine veterinary medicine. In this episode, Jennifer Braid, CPA EA of the Marsha L. Heinke CPA Inc. Company, is going to talk to us about how to use a line of credit. I'm your host, Kim Brown, publisher of Equimanagement. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you in 2022 by Care Credit. Jen is a lead tax accountant and senior data analyst at Marsha L. Heinke CPA, Inc. She earned her associate's degree in applied business and accounting and her bachelor of business administration and accounting. In 2012, Jen passed all parts of the extremely challenging certified public accountants examination. And in 2016, she furthered her credentialing and federal tax expertise by passing the federal enrolled agents exam. That was her EA designation. Jen has developed a high level of expertise in financial and tax aspects of veterinary business. She's a trusted advisor to many practice owners, bookkeepers, and practice managers. And thank you, Jen, for joining us today to talk about how to use a line of credit. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very pleased to be here today and hope that we can help some businesses making some decisions as they get through this end of the year period. Well, and we want to just say this right up front. Jen is not offering tax advice. This is just a general discussion. Um, You need to talk to your own CPA or tax preparation person to discuss any of the ramifications of what we're talking about today. So let's get that up front and clear. So the AEP convention is going to come up soon. And that's not only the largest offering of equine veterinary CE in the world, but it offers a really great trade show where a lot of veterinarians purchase big ticket items. So ahead of that potential purchasing prospect, let's talk about what a line of credit is and how it can work for and against veterinarians. So first, Jen, can you just explain to us what is a line of credit? Sure. A line of credit is essentially a flexible loan, usually from a bank or other financial institution, um, very similar to a credit card. You know, it offers you a limited amount of funds. You can use it when and how you wish to. Usually there is a cap on the line of credit. There may be a draw period on the line of credit. They often are renewable on an annual basis if you go through a bank. Um, Sometimes they can be variable interest rates. um, And your interest rate is going to be determined, you know, ultimately based on your credit rating, similar to a credit card. What are some of the benefits for a veterinarian or a veterinarian practice to have a line of credit? One of the biggest benefits, and, and, and for me, when I recommend the line of credit to my veterinary practices that I work with, it's ultimately to be used and earmarked as an emergency fund. It's something you want to have, you want to have access to, you prefer to never have to use it. You want to have it sitting there as a backup because you want your business to fund itself all the time with the operations and have positive cash flow and not need the line of credit. But it does give you a little bit of security knowing that you have it, you know, especially having, you know, come on this other side of this pandemic, which kind of shook up the entire business world. Um, Veterinarians, fortunately, you know, came through it very, very well. But having that, you know, especially in the, the start of it, and what are the shutdowns going to mean? What is this going to look like to know that I've got a source of funding 
to keep my business afloat for a temporary period, that is to me the best reason to have a line of credit. Okay, so what are some of the potential downfalls to using a line of credit? Ultimately, it's overextending yourself, being over leveraged. You know, just like having a credit card, you know, it's like, oh, I can buy this, I can spend it, I can do it, we'll make up the money, we'll figure out how to pay for it later. That is never a good strategy, certainly a terrible business strategy to go, I'm going to buy it, I'll figure out how I'm going to pay for it later. Um, You can get yourself in in kind of in a, a world of hurt if you overextend yourself and not knowing what the terms of your line of credit are. So you need to be really aware of what are the terms of your line of credit. I had mentioned before that oftentimes the line of credit is renewable annually. And sometimes they, they, the, what that means is that it needs to be paid in full at least once every 12 months. So it's not an, I can throw all this money and then I can just pay the interest only portion until forever. The bank can call that and say, this needs to be pulled. This line of credit is no longer extended to you and, and it needs to be funded back immediately. And there, there is, as you mentioned, there is interest and the interest can be variable. Certainly, certainly can. And, you know, usually you want to get a line of credit with a bank that you're already in a relationship with. So many businesses have a business banking relationship, um, you know, that they're working. They may have financed their business through it. They may run all their business credit cards through it. They may have all their bank accounts through it. You know, having that full relationship And getting that line of credit with that same bank is going to be the most beneficial um, and probably get you the best interest rate. But that interest rate can be variable um, and it can change at any time. So much like a credit card, often your line of credit is going to give you a much better interest rate than you'll get through the credit card. um, Because we know those can be 22, 23, even higher percentages. But a line of credit could also um, have that terrible percentage if you go through and, and you're desperate for cash and looking for lines of credit, there's a lot of financial lending. I can get online right now. I can fill out an application and I can have money in my bank account in 24 hours. <laughs> I may be paying an astronomical interest rate on that. And so that is not the way you want to go uh, when looking at that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, when you're talking about a line of credit, does it cost anything to get a line of credit? Oftentimes, there is a small fee associated with the line of credit. There's usually an annual fee. Um, most of them I've seen are roughly $100 to $500. They could be more. And it's ultimately just kind of that paperwork filing fee as associated with the loan. And to keep it active annually, you have to pay that fee to keep it going. Some banks will waive that fee if you've got a strong banking relationship with them. Um, it, you know, it, It's kind of similar to... Some of the credit cards out there, out there that charge you an annual fee, you can kind of put it right in that same same bucket. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by Care Credit. Care Credit keeps equine veterinarians at the heart of care by providing horse owners with simple, budget-friendly financing options. By bridging the gap between cost and care, Care Credit supports healthy financial relationships between veterinarians and their clients. It can help them move forward with care a horse needs whenever and wherever it's needed. What are maybe, and again, keeping in mind, please, audience that's listening to this, this is not a specific tax recommendation for you. You should talk to your own tax prep people, but what could some of the, in general terms, tax ramifications be with a line of credit? 
Well, the one thing that you get is, is we talk about interest expense as a business deduction. So if I'm paying interest on my line of credit, I can take that as a tax deductible expense. And one of the things that is often uh, misunderstood is what makes it deductible. It's not simply the fact that I have a line of credit that is in the name of the business. The business is the, the borrower. Um, it's a matter of where are the funds being used for. And interest tracing is such a huge part of the tax code that often gets overlooked. You know, we, we, we tend to look at it as interest, you know, is based on what is the collateral on the loan, but that is not the way that it is used in the tax code. It's based on what was acquired with that funding. Did we acquire business assets? Did we acquire inventory? You can't have a line of credit, take your family on vacation, and then deduct the interest on that line of credit. You've got to be able to, you know, prove that that was valid business use to take that interest. Um, so that's kind of the first part is the deductible. That's maybe the positive side of the tax code. As long as I'm using it for business, I can take the deduction on the interest. Where you can kind of get into a negative situation in the tax code is if we're using someone else's funds to get business deductions, it's going to catch up to us and we're going to have to pay tax on those tax on that fund eventually. It's not necessarily that you're taxed on the line of credit fund. It's more that you've already paid for something. You've taken maybe a deduction for something, you know, maybe a big piece of equipment we want to buy. And we've done some of the accelerated depreciation that's available in the tax code. But we haven't yet made the cash in our business to cover those expenses. So now I've got in the future a loan you know, the line of credit is essentially a loan that needs to be repaid at the same time that I'm going to have to pay tax on income that's, you know, utilized against a deduction that I've taken for something someone else funded, buying equipment, things like that. So you can kind of get in that situation where, you know, if you over leverage yourself and you owe entirely too much principal back on a loan, on a line of credit, on a credit card, um, that you can kind of get underwater with the tax that you're going to owe because you also have these loans. The principal part is not going to be deductible. It's strictly just the interest portion. And so that's where you really want to work with your CPA, your financial advisors, as you're making these decisions about, well, I can buy this equipment. I can take this deduction. It's going to be great. But also you want to look at how do you cash flow that on the other end when you've got to pay taxes. Um, and when you've got to get that principal portion repaid. Okay, that's a really good point. And that's something that everybody should talk to their own advisor. But, okay, so let's say we're going to the AP with the idea that we're going to buy some big ticket item. It doesn't matter if it's a buoy box for your truck or an ultrasound or a digital radiograph piece of equipment. So what is the best way to use a line of credit taking in the suggestions that you've made thus far? The best way to use a line of credit is to not use it, <laughs> to not need it. But, you know, ultimately, it's kind of a temporary funding. You know, you want to use it as a short term financing. Maybe it's an issue of I need to get the cash right now. I want to pay for this and then figure out a way to maybe roll that into a longer term loan, an asset loan um, and, and get that paid off right away. You don't want to maintain a long-term line of credit um, 
If you can get a line of credit that has a really low interest rate and you intend on paying that back in a short period of time, and you know that interest is already built into it and you know how you're going to get that paid back, that's a great way to do it. You know, in the equine industry, we know that this is kind of that lull period. The cash kind of dries up a little bit and we've got to kind of eat through these winter months. And, you know, so it may be a good way to go. I've got the cash to pay for this equipment, but maybe I want to draw on my line of credit to kind of get us through this period of time. You know, another good reason to choose a line of credit is if what I'm buying is going to make me more money than it's going to cost me to finance it. I need this equipment right now so that I can do those ultrasounds, so I can run that lab, whatever it might be. I need this right now. It's going to make me money today, right now. It cost me a little bit to finance it, but I'm leaving money on the table every day that I don't have this piece of equipment. That is an excellent reason to utilize that line of credit. But you want that consideration of how do I get this paid back minimally in a 12-month time span. I mean, you don't want to go beyond that. You want to get, you know, at the not minimally, maximally yes. in a 12-month time span. You want to have, be, have a plan for repayment of that. Good point. That is a really good point. And, and you just mentioned this, and I have known veterinarians who use their line of credit to make a payroll during some of the lean times. And you, you mentioned during the start of COVID when everything was shut down and it was before there were any, you know, incentives to or, or payments from the government to help pay salaries and stuff. And I, I know some veterinarians who used their line of credit to make up their payroll during that time. Is that a good or a bad idea? It's both. There's no, you know, it's such a gray area. There's, there's not a black and white answer there. You know, it's, it's okay. And that's the reason to have it. So the reason to have a line of credit is that emergency fund of, I don't want to have to shut my operations right now. We're in this brief period. We, we know we're going to make it through it. We just need a little bit of help to kind of kick us to the other side. And, and then we're going to keep growing. We're going to do, we're going to do great. And that would be the time to utilize it to pay for payroll. I want to keep my staff employed because even though right, you know, as I said, right now, we all know it's the winter months, we kind of slow down. We can't just send our employees home and expect them to fund their lives and not be making a salary, not have wages to sustain their household, their family. We've got to keep them paid as well. If we've got good staff, we want to take care of them and not punish them. And, and have them, you know, seeking employment elsewhere. Right now, it's such a competitive place to try to have employees, to find those employees. We want to make sure we're able to pay them. And that would be kind of what is that plan to get that repaid? Again, what is the plan to get it repaid? That is ultimately what it's going to be. It is not a good idea to use a line of credit to pay payroll because you're spending all your money elsewhere. Right. Your employees are going to be the backbone of your business. And that's going to be one of the biggest pieces to kind of make sure is being taken care of. You know, we, we like to, you know, as, as an accountant, I tend to be really fiscally conservative and, you know, like to recommend that we have three to six months of payroll monies in an emergency fund at all times. And if we don't have that in cash, if we've got it in a line of credit, that can give us a buffer to get through some hard times. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, there are emergencies like nobody predicted that businesses were going to be closed. Right. So it was absolutely something different. So, yeah, that's that's a little bit scary on on that end of uh, 
of trying to just predict. And again, that's kind of what your line of credit is. It's just a, something that sits out there. But um, so is there anything else that you can think of that, that you would like to talk about in general for a line of credit when it comes to veterinary businesses? I think we've covered most everything. And I guess maybe just a reminder that, hey, we're coming up on the fourth quarter here soon. If you haven't talked to your CPA about how to make sure you end year ends well, you ought to be doing it now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it, it comes it comes faster than you want it to each year. We've got AAEP coming up. And, you know, as a reminder, as you're buying things through AAEP, uh, it becomes where does it fall into deductibility? When do I want to have it in my hands? When do I want to have paid for it? And how does that impact my tax situation for this year? And I think those are great things for, for you know, the listeners to be talking with their individual CPAs and tax advisors to help them make the best decisions. Because uh, we all know we can get into those exhibit halls and see some shiny things and get real, you know, real tempted to just kind of buy them. So want to go in with a plan, knowing what you need and how it's going to get into your practice. Right. And it's not saying don't buy there because sometimes there's some great deals there. But as you said, be prepared ahead of time before you go in. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Jen, we really appreciate it. I know it's a busy time getting ready for all your clients toward the end of the year, but we really thank you for joining us on the Business of Practice podcast. And a big thanks to our sponsor, Care Credit. So you can visit equimanagement.com or your favorite podcast network to hear all the episodes of the business practice. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the podcast, you can send an email to me at kbrown, that's the letter K Brown at equinenetwork.com. The Business of Practice podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network, LLC. 